This is Coffee with Closers, a show about real estate agents by real estate agents. We'll highlight local real estate agents to share their successes, celebrate their failures, and learn who they are outside of real estate. I love Bree's um, response this morning, which was, um, I'm not sure there's enough time. I'm pretty interesting. I mean, we could end it on like the to be continued and I'll just come back for another one. <laughs> There's on. a lot of things that happen I for feel me. Like, yeah, see, that's I, why I like to um, talk. That's why I feel like if Lauren was here, it would add all sorts of, she would talk to you for seven days. Although our calls go forever too. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know if that's because of me or because of you. Like both. I think. <laughs> Probably both. Yeah, I think we like lead it on each other, but. So uh, this question I never know the right answer to. Where are you from? I'm from Warsaw, Indiana. See, I did not know that again. Why do I not know anything about anything? Does this make me a bad leader that I know um, nothing I about I think that? it doesn't matter. Okay. Like, I don't know. I just don't I'm waste not really, my time with it. I'm not where I came from. Like, it doesn't, I guess. That's and I don't talk legit. about it a lot. Yeah. And don't really go back there much like my family's there that's the only part have you lived anywhere else i lived in muncie oh. so i went to ball state and then i stayed there for a few years and then i moved here how'd you get into real estate i did i think i know this story. a leadership workshop oh and then i told myself that i'm gonna have my own business in five years and i didn't know what the business would be or what i wanted to even do and then I found out about real estate and started looking into it and reading about it and realized I was like perfect for real estate. So how did you go from a leadership conference to real estate though? Um, the leadership workshop, it kind of like pulls out like your potential. Like you learn all of the things that you've been doing to hold yourself back from being like re what you really want to be. And so I took that as like, I'm not meant to sit at a desk yeah. every day for the rest of my life with 3% raises, <laughs> racking up PTO so I can go on one vacation a year with my family. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more world out there for me, a lot more that I can do with myself and impacting others. So where does that drive come from? I don't even know. Like where, how do um, I'm just, in, I'm just intrigued by life as a social experiment. Right. So like, where does the drive to say, I want more than 3% raises come from? I think it's just who I am. Yeah. I think I've just always been like that. Like a lot of the people I grew up with are still not doing anything with their yeah. lives and just very stagnant. And that was all we were kind of told life was like I don't feel like there was somebody always telling me like oh you can do this and yeah. there's so much more out there and whatever and so just discovering that on my own which I think I'm a constant learner I think yeah, that's yeah for sure like we were talking about our conversations lasting forever yeah. I just have a million questions and <laughs> I'm like always uncovering the next thing like yeah. I always want to know what comes next so then when you were a kid did you always need to be challenged in order to be fo in order to have any focus like in school, would you need, like if it got to be mundane um, and rude? I remember in high school, this is funny. <laughs> um, I remember in high school, like classes that I thought were boring, I eventually either stopped going or I would just fall asleep. In high school? Yeah. Okay. Like I just was like, I this, is really, this is really lame for me and I don't yeah. want to do it. Or like I would always do all my homework and I would take the test yeah. and I would pass the classes. But I just, it wasn't intriguing to me, so I just didn't yeah. care. 
Isn't that like to me that's so fascinating because that's such a thing that I would do also. And obviously you perform at a really high level in this role and I do okay. And that means that there's some like inner monologue that goes, those rules don't apply to me or that like way of everyone else existing a certain direction doesn't necessarily apply to me. And therefore I'm gonna do something different. Yeah. Well that, and like, we talk about psychology a lot. I don't think that people, maybe teachers or whoever really take the time to learn deeper into their students Yeah, for sure. to understand like, what do they really need to be more successful? So like, okay, why is the student falling asleep every day? Is it because they're being defiant or is there a bigger picture? Mm -hmm. And I think there's a bigger picture and there's a lot more we could probably do with our youth to make them realize sooner than 25 that you can, make a lot of money or you can use these skills and do a lot of really big great things yeah instead of telling them they're worthless or like you need to care more about things they don't have to care about yeah because in a completely unrelated real estate conversation is like the education system at least for me and probably it sounds like for you is Mm -hmm. like if there's there's one lane and one speed and that one lane doesn't fit for everyone and those that don't fit in that box then just like get seen as rebellious or obstinate when Mm -hmm. in fact you're bored or you're not challenged or that's not your learning style. And, yep. and then oddly enough, you show up in the working world and you're infinitely more successful than the people who stayed in that box. Yeah. Um, so like one thing I've been doing a lot lately is looking at Myers-Briggs. Yeah. Um, I used to learn more about it through college when I was doing psychology stuff and it's coming back to me. But one thing about me is I actually don't like structure. So structure is something that people do to create safety for themselves. Yep. Um, And for me, when I'm in a safe environment and I feel comfortable with who I am and who I'm surrounded around, I don't want anything to do with structure. I don't want to be told I have to do something at the same time every day because why? Like I'm, I have the freedom financially. My relationships are strong. My life isn't at risk. Yeah. So I can flow freely and that's, who I truly am with my personality. Yeah, that makes sense though, that structure is like a means of survival almost, Mm -hmm. because then you know that predictably what the outcome will be when you do a certain activity, which then burns less calories, so on and so forth. Yeah, so, but it goes down to like different personalities. So if you don't have that personality, maybe that really just is something you like. Yeah, yeah. So. Whereas like for me, I can't stand structure either, which mm-hmm. is why I show up really low when we take assessments on what my job fit is. I fit very poorly into most real estate roles, oddly enough, because of the lack of structure. Yeah, um, I don't know. So I actually have to create structure to protect myself against my from myself. Yeah, like I can see that. Create artificial barriers of structure to keep me from being aloof and creative all day, every day. Yeah. So like one of my recent conversations is when I lived in Muncie, I was single. I was working a full time job, part time job, going to school full time, waking up at 430 to be at the gym at five. Like and I did everything so perfectly in my mind. Yeah. But what I'm learning is that was all just a mechanism to protect myself. Okay. so. I've for a while shamed myself like, why can't I stick to that anymore? It's so hard for me to get back into that role, but I know I'm capable of it, but I'm learning that I'm actually in a better place right now. And so finding the comfort in that and learning, I don't know about myself, like that self-awareness piece Mm -hmm. is pretty huge for me to kind of level up, I guess. What's cool about that though, is that like the knowledge piece and being a constant learner gives you that permission 
understand that you can give yourself grace, Mm -hmm. that you don't have to hold yourself to a standard of perfection. But if you don't learn that that's the mechanism to why, then you end up shaming yourself or having personal guilt around it um, and so on. Like, that's why, as you know, I've been talking a lot about and paying a lot of attention to like ADHD research, not because it's just an exciting topic, but because learning about it gave me the permission to not have to be perfect every day because mm-hmm. yeah. I instead try to fit in this box and then don't understand why I show up late 20 minutes, 10 minutes, two minutes, whatever. Mm-hmm. I woke up at four, four forty this morning, ready to leave the house to go and be on time for our closing left 50 minutes after I was supposed to walk out the door Yep. after I'd been awake for four hours story of my life yeah that's like me like i wake up justin just asked me last night if you're getting up at six o'clock why do you get up and sit on the couch and do whatever you do like (laughs) why don't you get up and get ready and leave and i'm like yeah i just there's so many things that i want to start doing and then i start doing them and i'm like i can't i can't Can't put it down now that's right like i could work at home all day on the couch because i just keep going and the second i break that i'm like "Eh." well now i have to Go back to what the world wants me to do. That's right. That's right. I don't know. So, I think this is supposedly about real estate. So um, out of curiosity, <laughs> which is kind of interesting, though, because one of the questions we always ask is like, what is the culture um, at TFG? And this conversation, in my opinion, is part of that. But I want to get mm-hmm. your take on that. What is the culture of the Forney Group? The culture? I don't like what. What do you mean the culture? Like what? What if you if you had to explain this to someone who knew nothing about who we are, uh, what would you say? So like in any company or any corporation, they, or let's say like a football team, right? Yep. You like analogies? Yes, I love So <laughs> on a football team, you have a quarterback, you've got a kicker. I don't really know football, so I'm just naming yeah. things. All these different positions and your quarterback probably knows how to kick, but probably isn't good at it, yeah, which is why true. he's not a kicker. Yep. And I think that the Forney group is kind of like that. Like we all have different strengths. Yeah. Um, And when we need to, we can come together and be like, hey, I'm good at this. Why don't you try this? And like we kind of know who to call Mm -hmm. when we need that. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's it's yeah, really similar to that or like a builder or something where it's like a plumber, an electrician. You have Mm -hmm. all these skilled trades that can be experts at their craft. Yeah, that was not the answer I thought you were going to give. So that's um, interesting. No, not that there needs to be an answer. Um, What? What do you think makes the company different than others? Besides, I mean, there's that piece of it, but what else is different about it? Um, I mean, just from my experience and looking at other companies and like who I've talked to and other teams or groups, I think that we are more authentic and like, I'd say because we have a leader who like believes in these things and we have somebody we can go to you, which yeah. not to put you on a pedestal, <laughs> but like we are constantly taught like abundance thinking. Yeah. And so in a lot of other groups I'm learning, that's not like as much as people talk about it, they're not actually implementing it yeah. and like really living in it. Yep. And so I think that's a really different piece for us Yeah. coming together. Yeah, because I think it's cool because for you, you you um when you started in real estate in a different capacity and then and then we were you and i had a different relationship from like a coaching standpoint and um and then there was like the there's like the outside perception and then there's the like inside perception 
Oh, like how people look at the Forney group. Yeah. Yeah. So like before I started here, like I, I think I specifically said to you, like, are you going to go shopping for me? Cause I'm not, I'm not going to fit in with you guys. Yep. Like there's no way I'll fit in with you. I don't think I can join your team. Yeah. Like that's, it just won't work because of that. But then I get in here and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. This is, I don't know, for some reason. And I don't really know why, like anytime I heard the Forney group being talked about, it was it was almost like a stigma. Like yeah. there was a stigma around it, but if people, more people would come in, mm-hmm. they would, I don't know. Like it just is, I don't even really know the word for it. Like, I don't know if there is a word for it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's similar to like Keller Williams where initially at one point everyone was talking about the, the Keller Williams Kool-Aid, like, which yeah. It's kind of the same concept in that, like, you don't understand why people think, feel, act a certain way. And then you get there and you go, okay, now I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. So, like, there's a piece of confidence that they walk around with. But every day we all are like, I have no clue what to do with this. Yeah, like, this is, exactly. This is way more than what I've ever done. And, like, I don't know. But we, we know how to come together and get creative and find yeah. answers. And there's never a time of, like well, this is the only way to do this, do it. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck, at least from my experience. When I think about what makes it, what makes us different too in culture, um, this came up last night on the appointment that I was on, but we were talking about, um, about like a culture of radical candor and, um, I don't know what that means. So it's basically like trans having just like ruthless honesty with love. So at the core of it, you can say what you're thinking because you have the protection and knowing that that person actually cares about you mm-hmm. and therefore they're not going to choose to soften their stance to ha- yeah. to make you feel better. So I feel like that's a comfort I have with yeah. you. Like I can, that's right. sometimes yeah. I probably say things that I shouldn't <laughs> or like, I know I wouldn't say to other people, but I know that you're not going to like twist my words yeah. into something, which is probably a comfort I haven't had with other yeah. leaders. I think for me though, it's because, um, you know, I always tell everyone is like, you don't receive criticism either of yourself, your organization, something that you did in the moment amazingly well until you detach from it Mm -hmm. until you go, that's, that's a, not necessarily like a criticism of the whole person. It's a criticism of my way of action at that time, my way of thinking. And maybe I actually do have some opportunity for that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, everything is feedback. Yeah, that's right. Like everything is feedback, no matter what. And so it's always like we were saying earlier, yeah. how you interpret something is on you. That's not right. On, not on the person who yeah. said it to you. And then if people, I think if people would dig a little bit deeper into themselves to figure out like, okay, well, why am I defensive about that? Mm-hmm. Why did that hurt my feelings? Am I defensive because it hurt my feelings? Most yeah. people wouldn't admit that. Yeah, or like course. what fear, what am I avoiding? And I think, I think that could lead to a... Yeah. So it was fun. it's interesting because I got a message from another um, agent here at the office, obviously not with the team, and said, um, hey, one day I got a I got a text and I was I think I was maybe in Colorado or something. I don't know. I was somewhere at a at a conference and the message said, hey, I think your team is fighting. And I said, oh, OK, that's good. That's great. I hope they are. That sounds awesome. Let <laughs> me know if there's like exchanges Physical. of blows. like. <laughs> But because otherwise, I don't care. Too. Yeah, like, maybe we have shit to get out. Yeah, I was like, I don't care otherwise, and yeah. that seems really odd. But why is that? Um, I mean, like your brothers and your sisters, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think eventually, 
people don't want to hurt other people's feelings, but sometimes when you love somebody enough and you're yeah. being that giver for them, you have to call them out. So yeah. like if somebody isn't doing what they're supposed to be, maybe maybe they are avoiding like the mm-hmm. real reason and they've got I mean you've got to talk about it. Yeah. That That's, vulnerability piece we talk about a lot. Yeah. That's interesting to use the brother or sister analogy. I've not thought about it that way, but I so Kristen and I have worked together for like almost 10 years now and um and when we first started work so we worked together for probably like 3 years and then had a four or five year breakup and then um, the last oh three years <laughs> and um, and the first time that we worked together, like she would piss me off on a semi regular basis mm-hmm. and she and she protected me and kept me employed at times I probably shouldn't have been mm-hmm. and I definitely shouldn't have been. And um, and yet so simultaneously, like she would drive me insane right. and would cover for me. But if anyone else, like if a customer ever came in and was unhappy with her, like, oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. That was like, I would, I would like fight to the death for yeah. her for that reason. But otherwise, meh, she and I could fight, no problem. Right. And so like the other day, I asked Alex, I was like, am I an asshole? Yeah. Like, does everyone think I'm an asshole? <laughs> and he was like, I mean, no. And I said, I'm asking you, like, yeah. you can tell me, you yeah. won't hurt my feelings. And he was like. Okay, so sometimes I think you can come off as an asshole, but yeah. I don't think it's like, and then we didn't get to finish the conversation, yeah. but being open to those conversations is the only way that anybody will ever grow. That's right. Otherwise, you stay in your box and you think like, oh, this is, I'm bigger than everybody or, or yeah. that's how I would perceive it. Like yeah, Your sure. ego is so big that you don't think how you're affecting others or what yeah. you contribute outside of you matters. Mm-hmm. Like. But I think for you, it's probably this uh, really, I think part of why our relationship is so unique is that we are so incredibly misunderstood. Probably, yeah. Because most most of the interpretation is that like, you're an asshole, I'm an asshole. Mm -hmm. When in fact, there's so much actual care and passion behind it Mm -hmm. that when someone shines the light on you and goes, hey, I think you're an asshole, you go, what do you mean? Like, I love you. How do you, what do you mean yeah, I'm an asshole? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, or like the feelings of rejection. Yeah. So like when people that I'm trying to like help or like, mm-hmm. I think I've described it before is it's almost like you're in a room of light looking down, going like, please come here. Like, yeah. come with me. Stop going that way. Like, I want to save you. I want you to see what you're missing out on and other people who just aren't ready to see that yet. Yeah. Um, they see it as you're like, you're being the asshole. Like, you're really, trying to get them to be uncomfortable. Really, I'm like, yeah. can we open this door? Like, please, come on. Yeah. I want to I give to you. I want to show you what is out there. And then that resistance ends up hurting your feelings because you go, well, I, it could, mm-hmm. it's better on the other side. Just follow me to the other side. It's mm-hmm. easier. Yep. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. So yeah. um, obviously you've had r- like really good success um, in the sense of real estate production. Not a, Not normal. Um, you'll, you'll be, uh, the rookie of the year here at Keller Williams for, um, what I would guess, I would be shocked if it's not (laughs) official. Um, how come you've had success and other, maybe when others haven't? Um, I don't know. I just have this hunger. Like, I, I think I've always been like that. Very goal driven when I tell myself which is why I have to set goals with you, right? Like yeah. the other day I was like, I need bigger goals because I'm not, I don't feel like I'm achieving much right yeah, now. I'm kind of stale. Um, 
I'm just, I keep going and going and going and going. And until I know that I'm going to hit that, there's no sitting down and like calm for me. Which is interesting because most people in their primitive self assume that, that humans are motivated by money and motivated Mm -hmm. by something external like that. When in fact, what you're saying is I'm motivated by goals that are completely fictitious in nature. Yeah. And I just don't really care about money. Like money gets me things like money paid for my wedding. Right. But like, it wasn't the idea of if I don't build up my savings account, because I mean, we bought a house and we planned renovations and we did all these things. And I was like, I'm pushing it. Yeah. I probably shouldn't be doing this. And I work a job that if I don't go to closing, I don't get paid. Yeah. I was like, I know I'll figure it out. And that's kind of been my, how I've made decisions all my life. Um, Some of the big people in my life, um, my monthly mom, my mom, whatever, whenever I make decisions, they're like, well, wait, you should be doing this step before this step. And I'm like, nah, Nah. I'll land on my feet. Yeah. yeah. Like I know I'm always going to figure it out no matter what. Yeah. So I think that's the difference. You put yourself out there a lot more than others though as well, I think as far as real estate goes. Um, like what? Well, in the sense that like most people won't ask for referrals. Most people mm. won't um, promote themselves. Most people won't take the initiative to actually be visible. I mean, you always hear these like ghost agents or these like closet agents that you don't even know they're real estate agents. Mm-hmm. I'll go look at some of their pages, their Facebook pages and you go, well, do you go to the gym and you're a parent, but what about real estate? How do you expect anyone to know that otherwise? Whereas like you take the opposite immersion. Well, approach. I think it goes back to, to like, we were talking about learning about ourselves. Yeah. I think that I've taken a lot of time and I've been through enough experiences in my life to learn that I don't have anything to be afraid of. Like, yeah. I mean, I've been rejected plenty of times by people that you normally wouldn't be rejected by. Yeah. I've dealt with a lot of things that people probably haven't dealt with. Yeah. And so at this point in my life, I'm just kind of like, fuck it. I mean, why not? Who cares? Yeah. Like what's going to happen to me? Like I have an amazing husband. He's still going to be there no matter what I do. I'm always going to have him. So like, I don't know. There's parts of life that actually matter that, you know, are always locked in. So why not take that risk? Yeah. Yeah. Because what's the worst case scenario? You get rejected by someone on Facebook who doesn't like you anyway. And then and then honestly, they're going to hear somebody probably because what's that word called where you like plant the seed and they start thinking Reticular about it? activating system. Yeah, no. that. Yep. I can never remember that. <laughs> I don't know why not. You it's plant that easy. seed and then literally probably within days, somebody's going to mention buying or selling and yep. they're going to think of you Yeah, because you planted that seed. Yep. So it's like all the hate we got, Tyler, when like started shooting video and stuff. Like we got so much hate initially and, um, and I'm like, why? Like, because you think you're so cool, people want to watch videos. I guess you? I have no <laughs> idea. I'm like, I don't. I hate myself for doing it. Also, like, join the club. Like, I don't. But know. it's also like, yeah. So we were talking about Justin starting his podcast. Yeah. Who cares about everybody else? Like, Justin yep. doesn't have any intention. He just wants to do a podcast. Yeah. So like, let him. Yep. Why do the people who care so much about other people? That's that's the problem. Like, yeah. it's not you wanting to make videos and wanting to grow your business. Yeah. It's the people who are judging it maybe because they're in their own scarcity around it. Well, and oftentimes we we judge others because we don't understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we typically will negatively judge the things we don't, uh, we just don't get. Yeah. And that's normal, I guess. Um, if you start looking into it, that's where that can become a positive. Though. That's right. Yeah. Because why? So I've, I use the example of like, I didn't like Tom Brady like everyone else in Indiana and, and LeBron James. Don't like Tom Brady or LeBron James. Then I got to thinking about it introspectively and goes, 
dude, those are two people that stand for pretty much everything you stand for. So, um, if you don't like either of them, that's a reflection on me, not on them. Like, how do you not like, like, what a, don't you like about them? I don't know. They win. I, I don't know. Like, it's just that, like, it's just that like environment of judgment, hate, right? Them. Like, I don't know. It's just that in, environment of pettiness around, mm -hmm. uh, people who are abundantly successful that oftentimes then you just chop them down when in fact, like, how do you not actually love the Patriots? Whether you cheer for them, root for them, want them to win or not, everything they stand for is what's pretty well good other I than cheating. I think it's too, like, looking at – you don't have to like the Patriots. Yeah, and right. You don't have to like Tom Brady, right? He plays on the Patriots. Yes. See, I, told you, I, don't, I don't know football. I don't care about football. But, like, you, so you can say you hate them all you want, but if you say, like, well, he's actually really bad, is he? I yeah. mean, if you look at the numbers statistically – Not at all. Yep. Okay. So yeah. that's where, like, reality sets in, and you have to – you have to recognize things like that about people. You can hate somebody all you want, but success is success. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a reflection of some insecurity otherwise. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, we always ask random questions on here too. Uh, if you could meet one person living or dead, who would you meet? See, I can't answer that. Okay. Um, the reason I can't is because I'm probably the worst person in pop culture or like knowing anything outside of my world. Um, or even remembering, like, I don't remember anything that, like, <laughs> if I don't need it, that sounds I, don't, like me. Okay. I don't know. And people will ask about music and actors. I don't know. I don't know who they are. And show me a picture. I might recognize them, but I don't remember That's names of awesome. people that don't matter. Do you collect anything? Money. Money. <laughs> Money and pendings. That's it. No. Um, no. If you could have one so. superpower, what would it be? Where did you come up with these? Tyler came up with them, actually. Blame him. A superpower? I know. <laughs> I just... I, I think about real estate more than anything. Love so, it. Uh, so, well, Alicia said... What was Alicia's? It was something like the ability to make everyone buy the first house they saw. Oh, yeah. Uh, that'd be nice. See? Yeah. Like, because then you don't have to show... Yeah, like but 48 of them. Yeah. I, it also, yeah. It also builds a relationship and rapport and all of those there's, things, too. There's a yeah. lot of things that go into that. Yep. But if you could make people do something, I'd say, like, how you can challenge people to think. Like, if you could, yeah. when people are fearing or avoiding something, if you could just be like, you know what, let me just flip that switch. And yeah. Then, and, like, let you see that light. And figure it out on your own so you don't feel like somebody's telling you. But here you go. I'm just going to give you that. The ability to cause others to self-discover. Yeah. What would your husband say is your best quality? I think my drive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think he sees that. I mean, like, I go home and I'm still working. And yeah. Like, everything I do, I don't know. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, hey, I was thinking about this. And he's like, you've literally been awake for 10 minutes. Like, why are <laughs> you already? I don't know. I feel like he would recognize that, though. Like, anytime. I say that we're going to do something or something's going to happen. It always happens. It's going to happen. That's right. Yeah. So maybe like dependability in that too. Yeah. Do, um, does that show up in your personal life as well? Like, do you push him? Not push yeah. in a bad way, but like push is in like, see, like we're very different in that yeah, though. I know. Just because of like, we came from very different families and yeah. different lives and like, 
coming together, it's kind of the best thing for us because he helps me see like, hey, you can calm down a little bit. <laughs> and like sometimes he tells me, he's like, I, I don't need you to coach me. I don't want you to coach yeah. me right now. But because my mind is always doing that for myself, I have yep. to remember I don't have to do that for other people. Yeah. And I also don't have to protect him. So like we we're like the perfect balance. If yeah. anything was going to be perfect, I'm going to go ahead and name that perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. so funny, though, too, because he's so chill mm-hmm. and you're like so high octane <laughs> and he's just. But it's funny because like at home sometimes because I don't do a lot at home anymore. Yeah. And so when it comes to like laundry or cleaning things up, whatever, he's like, will you please start doing this? <laughs> and I'm like, eh, fine. Maybe. Like, why does it matter? Like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. So it's kind of funny to see that shift where like before I before I started real estate, I would wake up on Saturday mornings and be like, we can't do anything until all of this stuff is done. And I'd be like, That's but awesome. and now know. he's the I've opposite, like, like has it. to clean it all up. I, but you yeah, can't kinda. teach him laundry yet still. No, he's he's figuring that out. Oh. I've just kind of been like, I'm not doing it. There you go. I don't want to do it. That's so awesome. um, any advice you'd give someone if they were going to be new in real estate? the last question then you're off the hook and then we have to do it to be continued because we could literally talk i think we really could um every week don't be afraid to ask any and all questions and talk to everybody yeah like don't just set your mind on talking to one person because there's so much more to learn and there's so much perspective when you get stuck talking just to one person and doing things just one way you're like in a box yeah and everything can be done so differently like Mm -hmm. i guess that might be like the abundance piece of it there are so many valuable people in this company yeah and just in real estate in general like i think you've even said there's probably people outside of kw oh yeah yeah that you've talked to yeah of course because you can learn something from everybody and to limit yourself is where you're going to limit your business that's right because you get everyone else's limitations and your own Mm -hmm. if you only talk to a few people yep well and it's easy to feel judgment in this industry yeah like the other piece too is somebody might be acting like they're really, really great. Yeah. And surprise, I'm here to tell you, they're, they're probably broke. not, yeah. and they're probably not selling as much as you are, or yeah. they're they're selling selling exactly the amount. And so. doing it at little to no profit. That was the most eye opening to me is the amount of people who are doing it and not earning any actual money. Is the van because all you see they you just see the vanity. They just metrics. want the volume. That's right. Like they just want to be like, look at what I'm doing. Yeah. And yep. some people are so desperate too, yeah. right? Um, I think a good example of that is like the first time we talked, I was terrified. I was like, oh shit, this is Eric Forney's listing. (laughs) But that goes back to like the stigma created around the Forney group. Mm -hmm. And then the conversation we had, I was like, oh, like he's normal. Yeah. And I think if more people understood that, they wouldn't feel so scared to ask the right questions and learn more and dive into it.